Hey, what's going on, family? This is your boy, Pastor Santa Camo, and it's the real world with our co-host. What's up, everybody? This is your co-host, Ricard Gina Well. I welcome you all to the real word. Um, this is season two, episode 31. Shout out to everybody that's been watching. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting. Shout out to everybody that's helped us to get this far within the whole show, within the whole movement. We just want to thank you all for watching. Um, shout out to everybody that watched last week's episode. We did great numbers. Shout out to everybody that's watching us um, every Thursday at 4 o'clock p.m. And shout out to everybody that's been supporting the YouTube and everything else. Right, Sanders? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So with that being said, we have two wonderful queens in the house, in the building. Introduce, Introduce yourself, yourselves. please. My name is Dr. Joanne Bryant. My name is Danella Christiani. Okay. Shout out to the two young women that came on today to show us love and to talk about the different things that they're doing within the community and the different aspects um, that they're doing to improve the community as well because they are doing things in their community through their business. They are business owners and they're gonna talk about these things today. So ladies, tell them a little bit about your different businesses that you run. And about yourselves as well too. You got it. Okay, so. Like I said before, my name is Danella. I am an educator. I've been an educator for, I'm not gonna say how many years because I'm gonna give out my age. So, <laughs> let's just leave it at, you know, for a long time. You know, I've worked in a community with children. I've worked in communities such as Brownsville, Bedside, Bushwick, East New York, mm. and with that being said, I also grew up in Bedside, and I currently own a business in Bedside called Three D's Halls. I'm one of the D's out of the three, so it's a group. Me, my sister, and other partners, we work together. We have an event space, so the wow. event space can be utilized for any type of event. It's wow. just a blank canvas, and you pretty much come in there and you turn it into what you want to see. Wow. You um, make it come, when your vision comes to life. Mm. So that's what we provide. We provide a space, a gathering space for families, for community um, functions and things of that nature. And wow. speaking of community functions, this Sunday we will be hosting a community event for my sister's nonprofit organization, my sister in Christ over here. So we came together to talk to you about our establishment and you know what it is that we'll be doing in terms of our business. That's amazing. And Doctor, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Dr. Joanne Bryant and I am an educator as well. I have my doctorate in educational leadership. Wow been way too long in school, but yes, it is, wow. minus the debt. <laughs> um, mm. My goal and passion is changing my community and family. So I created a nonprofit, I formed a nonprofit, so that I could allow people to use the arts. My passion is also food. I'm big into the arts, from singing to dancing, to painting, to anything I can use my hands on. Um, so I use the arts as a means to educate and to bring family and the community together. I am tired of seeing 
the crimes and the um, yeah. the separation between the family. You know, we're constantly in a rat race and trying to work, yeah. but guess what? The family get hurt in the process. That's a fact. So not having time to spend with your kids or your spouse is, is a major problem. So my goal is to bring the community together on a platform of let's have fun. Let's do something artistic and let's mm. learn from each other. Because I believe in the fact that we all learn from each other. Yes. You have something to teach. And in that prospect, you can, you know, share love. It doesn't have to be all negative, but, you know, seeing the good in people through the art. You know, um, we're constantly wow. evolving and we're constantly doing things. And in that process, leave your stamp wherever you go. So my background, of course, is in education. I have taught from pre-K all the way up to 12th grade. Um, <clears throat> yes, I have been teaching for a long time. I've worked as an administrator as well um, in all different capacity. I've worked with superintendents, with networks, with wow. business and vendors, and now I want to give back to my community. Amazing. So I grew up in Crown Heights in Brownsville. Well, yeah, East Shout Flatbush. to Crown Heights, shout to Brownsville. It's <laughs> a fact. <clears throat> so I am a product of that little area, the 90s. And shout to the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> so the goal that I am trying to do is to open up a community center. Where at? In what neighborhood exactly? Go back to the 90s where go back I came to the 90s. from. They need that. Yes. They need that. Um, my church is not too far from there, so I started an after-school program. I worked with the high school and creating jobs for the high school with the church to combine them together, but just to allow children, young people to work together on a positive note and also to, to, for people to see the church more than just a place where they see people gathering on Sundays. Mm. But as a place where they can come and learn and the doors open for them to understand and learn what we're about what we're sharing we actually you know <laughs> instead of speaking love we're showing it that's a fact so that's important and since i am a christian i actually want to go back to the community and share love as much as possible you know my actions just say more than what i'm saying i agree so the goal is to go where people are hurting the most and create something. I'm tired mm. of seeing the amount of young people that I grew up with dead. I am tired of seeing them incarcerated. So the goal is to create something where it's a safe haven, where they can go, young people. You know, they don't have to go to the gangs. You know, we have a group of Older people, younger people, people who are West Indian, Americans, Africans, who will open up their doors and say, hey, let me teach you something in the process. And the young folks could teach us something. Okay. You know, every day we can work together instead of killing each other. Okay. So the community center I want to open up is not for me, but for us mm. as a whole. Amazing. And just to, to learn. When you walk in, you know you can learn something. You're going to leave there knowing something different than when you came there. Amazing. 
stuff. This Sunday, I am actually having my first fundraiser. Congratulations, shout out. Thank you, at no other than 3Ds. So I'm excited because we're having a family paint night. So the painting is not only for a doll or whatever, it is a paint and take. So I love food, so I have to intertwine the food aspect into it, my culinary aspect into it, bring some Haitian and Asian and whatever else into the mix. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, just have fun. Have parents and adults painting together. That's something I'm looking forward to. Mm. You know, we're, the door is open to any and everyone who's interested. In Give them the location one more time. Going to be this Sunday, starting at 4 p.m. at 3D's Hall, which is located at 885 Lexington Avenue between Broadway and Patchen. That's in Brooklyn or at home? That's in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York, 11221. Okay, okay. So you said something about, in regards to, you feel like <coughs> you're trying to rebuild the community and help families because you feel like families are not the same as they were before, right? Yeah, right about that. What do you think in today's world is affecting the families? And do you feel like the family structure, the black family in particular, is under attack? Absolutely. So I can talk first base. I am a single mom of two. I've been there, done that. And it's hard being a single parent. You know, you're trying to do everything. You know, you're the super mom, you're, you're the parent, you're the teacher, you're everything. And by the time you get home, you're too tired to do anything. Yeah. So I don't want my kids to feel as though they're not my priority. Mm. So the goal is to make sure that they are involved. What they like, I create. So they like singing, guess what? I create a, a choir just to make sure that, hey, I'm meeting their needs and I'm also bringing others that's like them, that likes the same passion or whatever, to actually um, do what it is that they like to do. So um, sports, guess what? I'm getting involved. I'm teaching my child how to play basketball. You know, whatever I don't know, I'm making sure that um, I'm making a reality. So my kids mm. love to eat. So guess what? We're cooking together. We're baking. We're doing whatever. So we're we're turning everything into a family oriented thing. I believe in today's society, most people think of themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's why you see also that there's a breakdown in family and family units. And so what um, I like in terms of talking about building community is now you have these events or you have um, these activities to do as a family so that, okay, yes, you have your time where you can be on your own and do the things as an individual, but never let go of the importance of coming together as a family. And that's also what we try to um, share out with our event space because oftentimes, most times when you see your family, it's either a wedding or yeah. some type of negative event. But when you host events where the whole family has to come together, like on Thanksgiving in particular, there's a family that uses our space so that they can have a larger gathering, 
rather than try to fit everybody into a house. And then some people say, oh, no, I don't want to come in too far. But when you create the space and the opportunity for families to come together and to share that time and activities with each other, that's where I think it will fight against what's going on right now with the breakdown in families. So do you think education plays a large role in that? Because prior, growing up, I know there was a heavy placement upon getting your education, graduating from high school, going to college. But then as time progressed, you see more so a lot of people dropping out of college, dropping out of high school, matter of fact, and they rather get their GED. Some don't even get their GED. They would rather, I guess, take the easy route, you know, go on public assistance or they just end up living in their mother's house or they turn to crime. And it seems like, especially for the neighborhood that, that we all grew up in, you know, me growing up in Bushwick, um, you guys growing up in Brownsville and Denied and East New York Crown Heights, um, we see how the neighborhoods have changed. Mm -hmm. And now they're even changing more because um, recently East New York and Brownsville was rezoned. So now a lot of the industrial areas are now legally residential and Gen gentrification is about to take place in those neighborhoods. Right. So, and in a sense, we get upset when that occurs. We like, okay, now they're going to come in our, in our neighborhoods. Everything's going to get expensive. But when we had it, we weren't really doing anything with it neither. So, how do you guys feel about that? Okay, so currently where 3D Fall is is um, Bed Stuy, and when we first, this is our third year in business. But when we first came on to the block. It was strictly commercial, mostly an industrial environment. Now when you come on to the block, they've put up about two to three new apartment complexes um, on the block itself. So gentrification has already happened, especially in areas like Bed-Stuy. So um, what I would like to do is to create a community or a group in which the African-American or minority owners in Bed-Stuy come together and have those type of discussions in terms of what do we do to make sure that we have a stake in what was ours. You know, not saying that, you know, we are against sharing with other communities, but let's build us so that we can be, you know, more inviting to those who are mm -hmm. coming into our areas so that we don't feel um, some sort of negativity towards people coming in because we're saying, oh, they're taking over. No, they're coming in to share what we have what we created and because there's no sense of ownership it feels like someone is coming in and taking away from you but when we start developing ourselves as economic powerhouses right. to where though we own the businesses mm -hmm. we own the apartment complexes and we own those things I think that will empower us more as a community to deal with things like gentrification mm -hmm. Shout to Marcia Lewis. She said hello. Shout to um, Sajo Nige. Shout to Jerry. Shout to Jerry because he's always watching show, calling in live. He said, "What up, nephew? Was good." Um, 
Okay, in regards to us owning, I guess, real estate as people, there's a couple things that we need to do as individuals. Yeah. First, I think we should build up our education that way that we could obtain better jobs because most of the time you have to have at least a combined income of over 80000 to purchase a home depending on the price. We also got to work on credit. A lot of us, we the blow credit because when we're young, we get involved in these credit card scams and like drop a check in your, in your account and then it bounce back and now your whole credit is messed up and you as a kid, you don't think about credit at 18, but then when you're 28, you're like, wow, my credit is shot. And you need credit to rent a house, buy a car, <laughs> before even buying a house, like the simple things you need credit for. Um, and there's a lot of barriers that stand in our way. And most people, like, they don't even, they don't even dream about that. They're like, okay, that's, that's a goal far and few between. I remember recently at my job, we had a training program, and we were speaking about a long-term goal, and one of my long-term goals was purchasing a home. And I told them that, and then I started speaking, I started speaking, and you could tell the, on people's faces, some people were amazed in a good way, some people were disgusted, like, how did this guy know all this stuff? Other people was like, all right, all right, that's enough, that's enough, you're talking too much. And other people was like, I don't even want a house, that's too much, that's too much responsibility. But me, my parents were immigrants that came to America. My father, when he first came to America, he drove gypsy cab. Um, my mom, she was a stay-at-home mom because at the time um, she had three kids and then she, the first job she got was the home health health aid that a lot of West Indian women do. Um, I remember she was working for a company called Best Care and my parents, like they saved, they saved, they saved until they were able to purchase their first home and I, and that was like their biggest investment and they were able to take one home and was able to buy a second home. So of course, me growing up and seeing this, I'm gonna feel like, all right, I'm gonna purchase a home as well. Like my wife, mom, same thing, she purchased a home. So this is the families that we came from. So of course, that's in our mind. We're not like, I don't wanna say the average colored person, but we were different as in that we, 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 we were taught hard work and we were taught the value of ownership, home ownership, and the value of an education. But there's a lot of people, you could say like they're, they don't have that background to put them on to the game, I guess you could say. Well, here's the interesting thing. I have a background in real estate. I've been doing real estate for over 13 years. Wow. Um, and to watch how the market change is something very interesting. Um, before, you know, of course, a lot of people missed out on the price being 300000 in Bedstock. And now 1.5 million, wow. you can't afford. Wow. Um, and so what's happening is people are being out, outpriced in the city. And but then even the people that do owe a lot of them are selling out. Because the other day I drove down Best Eye and there's like three houses on one block for sale, like townhouse for sale, townhouse but for, for sale. 1.5. Right. Yeah. Right. But the black people that own those buildings, they're selling out. Like, because they're, they're being out. offered big bucks. They're being offered, yes. Right. O over a million dollars, like she said, because it happened. You know, I see it, as you said, when you drive down, everyone wants to sell because mm -hmm. The idea somehow in the black community is when will I see that type of money again? When will I be offered that type of money in my lifetime? So let me take it while I can and, and run. run. And, mm -hmm. and run. Mm -hmm. 
And that, I see that happening often, rather than a thing, let's hold on to what we have, because if it's worth this much now, imagine what it will be worth years later, or when I pass it down through generations. You know, unfortunately, we don't think generationally, Mm-hmm. We just think about what's happening in our lifetime, right? So I think it's a it's a different mind it's a different mindset. It's not you know I'm going to have this house and leave it for generations to come. It's I'm going to take this money that I'm being offered right now, wow. and I'm going to basically in the West Indian portion go along my way, you know? Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, as you were saying, my parents, I'm first generation American. Mm-hmm. Everyone is from Guyana. So I saw the work ethic of my parents who came and had nothing, mm-hmm. and then they worked hard, you know, to achieve what they have now. So like you said, when you see that, it is something that you aspire to. But then we're also talking about the youth who might not have those examples or even aspirations because some people do say owning a house would be too much. And what, if it goes back to the economy and what that person feels like they would be able to do in this economy. And when you think about the economy now, people who even went to college and have decent jobs, you still have to work an extra job or have to have a side job in order to make, you know, in order to make ends meet. So that's what I'm I'm learning in terms of going from, not going from being an educator because I still work, I'm still an educator, but also being an educator and an entrepreneur. You live in two different worlds. The world of an entrepreneur is completely different than a world of someone who goes to work and works, you know, your nine right. to five. It's two different worlds, and sometimes those worlds can clash. But the, what the world of an entrepreneur te- teaches you is that there's limitless possibilities. And that's also what we should be teaching our children as well, because like you said, most um, most immigrants, when they come over, most West Indian immigrants, they work in nursing jobs, or they work in education, or you know, the men work in some type of construction or carpentry, something with their hands. Yeah. But also with those jobs and those skill sets, it would be nice if we could expand as a people too and learn what entrepreneurial skills or talents do we have to where as though we can start building generational well, mm. while still maintaining that security in that nine to five job. Mm. Right. I was reading an article today about um, this individual. He started working since the age of 13 and he was able to retire at 33. The way he was able to retire at 33 was basically that he lived well below his means mm-hmm. and then he had a decent paying job. I think he was a, he was a managerial engineer and when he ended his career, he was making a salary of 68000 a year, but then he was living off of a 34000 a year salary. So he was able to save 30000 each year, and he maxed out his 401ks. He did um, many investments, and by the age of 33, he had, 
he had an investment portfolio worth $1.7 million. And his investment portfolios alone give him an annual income of 34000 a year now. So that's one way where you could get a decent job because he obtained an education, he got a decent job, and he maxed out his 401k and his company matched it. Because some companies, if you're, if you're lucky enough, you work for a company where if you're able to invest in a retirement, they'll match that same dividend amount. Another way you could be able to save money or you could capitalize on your resources, they say, is not only live below your means, but make smart investments. Like I, I remember back in the days, back in the days, um, Bitcoin used to be on, on the dark web. And the way I found out about Bitcoin is I had friends, you know, they used to crack cards, basically. And they put me on to Bitcoin. And at the time, Bitcoin was probably like $300, I, I think, for one coin. And I was like, $300, that's too much. And it went, and it went down, actually, to like $250, 220 And I was like, that's still too much. Because I'm like 23, 24, I'm not even thinking about that. Today, I look at Bitcoin today, it was 7357 So imagine if I just had a one. <laughs> <laughs> Just one. Listen, listen, we, when we were younger, we made foolish mistakes. That's how you have to look at it. You know, opportunities that was available to you back then, mm. you're like, oh, later on or whatever. The same as me. Mm. I could have purchased plenty of properties when I was 21, you know, from Bushway mm. to Bedstock. And I was like, eh. And then September 11th happened. <laughs> so, um,. But it's, it's, you know what, you have to make the best of it. Whatever skills you have, like she mentioned, you take it and you make the best of it. You use it. But in the process, you're teaching others. Right, I was going to say, you know, each one teach one. And that's the goal. So it's our job now that we have the, the experience mm -hmm. and the knowledge, we can now turn back and say, don't make the same mistakes. I made, and like I said, being a first generation, you know, American in my family, when they came over from the West Indians, they did what they knew in order to survive, in right. order to make a better life for themselves. It's our job now to expand that and to do more with it and learn the, what the um, different lessons that we need to learn in terms of economics and show the youth how they can build their wealth and how they can become owners. Because I made the same careless mistakes as well in terms of money because you, you don't know and no one sits and teaches you these things. We kind of work through trial and error, mm -hmm. if you would say. So now that we've gone through the trial and error, it's important that we turn back and give this knowledge and wisdom to, you know, young people who can make better decisions as they're coming up earlier in life than, than we could have. And I believe in um, creating opportunities for young people to actually experience that. So creating um, jobs for them. So that's, that's mainly my focus in starting a nonprofit. You know, yes, you can go and apply for jobs or whatever, but it's better to create for others so that they can learn and actually teach one. They'll take, they'll take ownership of it more that way. 
Shout out to Sandy McDonald Fields. She was telling us that the sound was kind of low, so I had to turn it up. Um, she said, recall words cannot express how far I am of you. God has truly blessed you, and you in turn are blessing others. To God be the glory. Thank Amen. you, Sandy. Shout out to Sandy. She used to be um, my manager. Um, matter of fact, she gave me my first job out of college when I graduated um, from college um, with a degree in law and paralegal. She hired me as a paralegal at Bender and Bender. So shout out to Bender and Bender. They found that chapter 11. They went to bankruptcy. So RIP to that one. So I have to ask basically this. Um, is there any um, future endeavors that um, you guys are going to get into soon? Okay. Well, 3D School would like to um, partner with other nonprofit organizations so that we can start to do some of the things that we talked about today because you know an event space is usually busy throughout the weekend but during the week we would like to do some more community building wow. so um things where we have financial education for the youth but do something fun to make them want to come in the door like um dr bryant was saying you have to go with the time so we have to understand where the youth is right now, and we have to meet them where they are. That's a good one. Where is the youth right now? Like, where do you guys think the youth are right now? <laughs> I can tell you. I mean, go ahead, Sanders. Let's start I with think, Sanders. I think music is where it's at. I think music, it's, it's, it's a key thing. I agree. Um, I think what we need to do is, um, and I want to start this up, and I saw that you said you, you have a spot, is to basically just showcase a lot of... Um, artists in regards to singing and to rapping and I feel like you know down south um, a lot of the artists even though they're not the best in regards to content they I mean to each his own they support one another you know what I'm saying and I feel like we are the originators we started this thing and I feel like we need to what I would love to do is I would love to um, just give guys opportunity you know for rappers for singers um, and just showcase their talent and let everybody know, listen, the money's out there for all of us. We have to support each other. We have to build each other. We have to empower each other. And I think that right there, that would be definitely a start because coming from Crown Heights and being in the nine, right. it's, it's, it's the music. It's the music that gives the guys hope, you know, and the guys like to dance, you know, they love to dance. I think that's what it's, 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 um, it's about. So I think that's something that we, I, I would love to do. We can, we can start doing, you know. It's so funny you said that because music kept me yeah. off of the street. Yes, yeah. You know, growing up um, yeah. in high school, getting involved with the gospel choir and going and recording yeah. with gospel artists. So things that typically other young people would get involved with or get in trouble, I was in the church. So that kept me off the street. So definitely um, music and right now I think besides music as well, technology. Definitely. Gaming. So where do you think the youth is at right now? That's the question. Like how do you think the youth is versus to the youth when, when, when you guys grew up? Like what do you think is the main difference? What's the state of the youth? I just had a conversation with my nieces and nephews and little cousins just yesterday. And we were explaining to them how easy to us it seems as if they have it. 
Like, you know, we yeah, started working since fact. we were 14 years old. You know, some of y'all are 18, about to graduate high school, and you ain't get one job. You know? Shout out to some of you. <laughs> so we were just explaining this to them yesterday, and their response was, I'm, I don't know why you guys are, keep telling us, oh, when we were young, we had to do this, and when, when we were young, we had to do that. And I told them, it's so that you could appreciate where you are now so you could appreciate the people that came before you that put in the hard work so that you don't have to work as hard and so that you don't take life for granted mm -hmm. the reason why parents work so hard and give their kids so much is because they w don't want their kids to experience the struggle that they had to go through you know when they were when they were coming up. So I was trying to explain to them that they need to be appreciative and use this as an opportunity to blossom. Because when I started working, when I was 14, it wasn't, I'm gonna go get a job doing what I love. It was, I'm going to get a job so that I can have money so that I can be less of a burden to my mother. Now the youth has opportunities to say, let me find out what my passion is before I make my move in terms of employment or in terms of what I'm going to create for myself. So I think the youth is in this place where they don't really understand what they're supposed to do with the opportunity that they're currently being given they have a certain freedom that we didn't have coming up that's a fact i mean there really wasn't um things to do but we made opportunity in regards to um we, we made opportunity you know we, we we worked with what we have but now like now you know there's a lot of like um uh, avenues. avenues a lot of after school programs a lot of things and everything like that and so forth a lot of clubs and organizations that just empower young people to do what they they, they seem to do. and I feel like we just have to put the information out, out there, there you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying it's our responsibility to do that and everything which is beautiful well I think overall I I grew up in the in Brooklyn, a Haitian girl growing up in Brooklyn during, ah, it was difficult. Well. But um, I find that I had to work much harder than, like you mentioned, the opportunities the that's there, of course, now. that's mm -hmm. the ones now growing up and everything. Um, like you mentioned, I remember working to pay for my, my prom or, or making mm -hmm. sure that I have money to get what I wanted. Um, I'm nervous for the youth, to be honest with you, because of how... Nervous or scared? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm a little scared because of how times are changing it's nowadays. Um, it's not that friendly towards young black folks. And um, just creating opportunities for them to be safe, for them to get educated, and for them to excel. And, and seeing the, I think now there's much more crime than we did when we were growing up. You know, you have fights, you know, you, you put your knuckles up, you, you know, it's one-on-one. -on -one. Now it's totally different. It's, it's killing, shooting. Yeah. Like we just the other day, I just, um, we just buried about four of our friends. Wow. And one just died from um, GSC, um, um, from the nine, you know. So there's a lot of young people that are getting killed. And I just feel like I said, you know, the church needs to step up just a little bit in regards to just giving the guys 
just avenue, just in, uh, like that's what I've been doing to a lot of the Crips and a lot of the Bloods that I grew up with, just affirming them, affirming them, letting them know who they are in God. I was just right. talking to an OG the other day, and he was like, "Has God ever forget? Did God? Because you know he was surprised that I was in in in, in the Crip house, and he was like, "Yo, bro, you a pastor? You here? I'm like, yeah, I'm here, bro. Mm -hmm. And he's like. You, bro, you here? I'm like, yeah, I'm here. Like, you know, all these guys you haven't forgotten about, none of the guys that you grew up with. And he's like, yo, bro, do you think that, um, a couple of things that he has done in his past that he wasn't too proud about. And he said, do you think that God has forgiven me? I said, yeah, God has forgiven you. I said, have you forgiven yourself? And he just paused for like 30 minutes, like in a daze. And he's like, I have not forgiven myself. I'm like, yo, bro, God has forgiven you. You have to move forward and, and forgive yourself. And I'm telling you, a lot of the guys need affirmation. A lot of guys need to know that they are kings, that they that they have so much in them. And we just need to affirm, 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 affirm. And I mean, that's why a lot of the guys are getting caught up because they really haven't been outside of Brooklyn. They all they know is Brooklyn. They've never been to the city, you know? See, you're mentoring them. That's that's the difference. Important. Yeah. That's that's the difference because many of the churches what's missing is mentorship. Yeah. And going out, stepping out, leaving the church behind and walking through the streets and saying, Hey, you know what? Yeah. This is what we're offering. Or this is that's the opportunity. Yes, ma'am. You know, um they need to get to know you. And and that's the problem overall because people look at church, oh, we ain't going in there. You know, we've done too much or whatever. Oh, no. Yeah. You know, the church is going to fall on me. No, nothing like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. You understand? Everyone has a story. That's a fact. And everyone sinned. So fact. every day it's grace and mercy for us to be alive and just to be able to share, hey, you know what? God is good. You know, um, yeah, I might have been over there and doing this that's or going fact. off. But guess what? You know, I'm a work in progress, yeah. and everyone is a work in progress. Everyone's a work in progress. So that's that's important yeah. overall. Everyone, it is important. The church saved, you know, me and my family Vice as versa. well. My mother was a single mother with five children, three boys, two girls, and we grew up in the church. Mm -hmm. We stayed off the street right. because we were in the church. All of my brothers did well, went to school, they're all working good jobs, no one was incarcerated, you know, by the grace of God. We made it from our, you know, apartment in Bedside to various places across the United States uh, with a single mother doing it by herself, but with the help of her brothers and sisters in Christ in right. church and as we're saying now if people if the youth won't come to the church the church has to come outside to, right, to the youth yeah. the church has to step outside and come to the youth you do have people that do not want to go to church mm -hmm. yeah. who you say come with me to church and they won't but if you say come with me to a, community a, a game night mm -hmm. or come with me to a paint night mm -hmm. they'll come with you to do that or come to me come with me to open mic night right they'll do that i know when we were growing up there used to be gospel skating at empire i was just remembering those that. were the days the other day and i'm like those I were the, the gospel days. state night at empire and that's what we did for fun so now we have to meet the youth outside of yeah. the church and show them that there's things you can be with god wherever you go 
Right. I agree. Of God. I agree. Right. Wherever you go, wherever you are, I agree. It doesn't just have to stay within the four walls of the church. Um, I just wanted to say this. I think that we just. I agree with everything that you're saying. I just feel like we just need to keep. Sh like I think what you guys are doing is, um, amazing, 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 and um, I just want to just an affirmation in agreement with what you guys are saying. We just need to show. Yeah. We need to show more. You guys, you guys are showing. I just feel like the church in general needs to show a little bit more. Um, I wanted to tell you something that kind of blew my mind. I think you remember who I am, but I remember who you are. And yes, <laughs> yes. Did you teach at 189? Old school connection. Slowly, slowly. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And used to do writing, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. So, <laughs> so, I know I wasn't bugging. I know I wasn't bugging. That's why I was laughing. What connection? He's making me I, I just wanted to say, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's not about old. I just wanted to say thank you for um, saving us and saving me. Yes. And really believing in us and believing in me. And I just would recommend that teachers need to get um, six figures. Six figures. But you don't remember me? I remembered you. I remembered you. Um, you was an awesome teacher. You challenged us to be better. Um, yeah, man. Like, we need more amazing people like yourself. Because I was thinking about it. I'm like, yo, I, I know this face. She looks familiar. Mm -hmm. I said, yo, I know this face. Then I smiled. I said, then, then, I, then I remember you teaching, you know, about um, creative writing and writing and everything like that. So that right there, I can never forget and everything like that. I think this was during the time of, not Miss, when Miss Foster was present. I think maybe, maybe before Ms. Foster. Mr. Gonzalez. Was it Mr. Well, Gonzalez? No, it was at, before Foster, it was Miss. Oh, Mr. Miss Clement. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Come to me. What's your name? What's your class? <laughs> Come to me. What's your name? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But all black people know each other. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in all honesty, because I was thinking about, because I was thinking back, I'm like, I'm like, you look familiar. She's like, yeah. Yeah. It's a small world after all. A very small world. But like I said, in all honesty, like you know, teachers are very, very crucial. I mean, very mm -hmm. essential in regards to developing minds. And helping us to be better and as a result like i said you know it was with the writing you know that the music came was with the writing that the preaching came the pastor came because it's writing you know you because you know you write yeah. and you and you and you and you read and you think critically mm -hmm. so i want to just thank you for that because a lot of like i said i've lost a lot of friends um mm -hmm. from gang violence um i've lost like i mean it, it, it was 75 and that jumped to 80. so so in so, all honesty what you did for us and for the guys, it, it it money can't buy. So I just wanted to let you know that. Amen. Yes, yes. That's somewhat of a testimony. Yes, <laughs> that's a fact. The facts are the facts. Yes, and wow. the funny thing is I actually ran into some of my students at my hall last weekend. Yeah. It was about four or five of them that came for a family event. And I'm like looking at them like, because you, you see your students. And then you see wow. them grown up. So you're like, you still have the same face. That's a fact. But years have passed. Yep. They still look the same. Yep. And it was just the funniest thing. We ran into um, 
they actually came into our establishment mm -hmm. and me and my sister as well she used to teach at the same school so we had a little like you know how, yeah how, yeah a little how, yeah. how are you how's everything how's it been yep. you know that's what you get as a teacher for your reward. That's right? a fact. Because the rewards true. are so far and few in between. Definitely. But when you see your old students. That's a fact. And they say, you know, thank you, or right. they're happy to right. see you. Because you know, some if you make a negative have a negative impact on somebody, then they then walk in the opposite direction. Uh -huh. Yeah. And, you know, so it's great that you know you guys could find that. Definitely, and I, 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 I think that's why going back is the point. Like I know I, I almost gone here when it's been three years. Like I have, I have not gone to like alumni, and she's gonna kill me, cause you know things has happened in regards to like scheduling and everything. Like that. But time to time I would go, and I'm telling you, like them to see, cause like you know, you know, you know this. The FBI is in Facebook too, so they find out what you do and everything like that. And I'm not talking about the real <laughs> FBI, but like, cause you know they heard about what I do, so. I mean, just going back and to see, like, you know, Miss, um, what's the name again? Uh, the principal now. Oh, Lord have mercy. Miss Debbie? Not Miss Debbie. The, the principal now. Uh, Miss Faustin. Mm -hmm. And just to see how she's proud um, and and to see the teachers going to see Mr. Messina right. and a lot of the teachers. And, and you like, and you talking to the students and they're like, yo, like, bro, you the truth. And you're like, nah, you the truth. You made me to become the truth. It's a beautiful thing. And I think that's commendable. And I feel like teachers should, should at least... Get a little bit more appreciation, a little bit more um, 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 compensated more because you guys go above and beyond to save a child, you know. And it's about saving a child holistically, you know what I'm saying, and 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 and, and developing their minds into becoming productive people of society. And I think that's a beautiful thing because you 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 you're you're developing minds. You know, and I remember you would challenge us, you know, in regards to why you think the way you think and everything like that in, in a good way, nothing negative mm -hmm. and just developing minds. And as a result, you know, we've done a lot of things. Um, just so you know, um, we've done um, diaper drives. Okay. We've given out diapers, 2000 boxes okay. of diapers. We've given out turkeys. We've given out. Um, yeah, we've given out. I'm actually there's a young lady yeah. who during the time the Virgin Island got hit. Um, I know that she's collecting books and trying to rebuild mm. one of the islands who actually got hit. There's only one school open now. Wow. So um, what I'm trying to do is to try to get some textbooks for them wow. so that they can ship them off to that place Amazing. because there's no other schools. So um, if anyone out there has textbooks that they actually are not using, so please yeah. get in contact. Yeah, I can help you get books. Um, Okay. Craigslist. If you go to Craigslist and you click on the free, there's a free section where people give away free things. Okay. Um, there's, they're, they're always giving away free books all the time. So if you want, I could check for you and I could pick Perfect. some up and then, Perfect. you know. Because what you. happened is, some of these countries that actually got hit, you know, were, were forgotten. And our goal as black folks, <laughs> And individual as human beings, we should never forget those who were hit the hardest. So, um, helping different countries rebuild, different people here, international, mm. that's part of our job. Overall, yeah. So, I, I don't know if you've been following Dixon Guillaume's work. He's been doing a lot of um, work in regards to um, he put the playground, he put the basketball court in Haiti. 
He also built, uh, we also gave out uh, school supplies and uniforms to a school in Haiti. Right now in Quadro Bouquet, he um, is gonna give, um, he's gonna build solar panels. So yeah, so um, shout out to Child One Rescue. They're looking for laptops for anybody who wanna donate laptops to um, students and everything like that, so. Yeah, yeah. That would be good. It's all about um, giving back. Absolutely. And it starts from, you know, your human desire to do good. Yeah. You know, if I could touch somebody as I travel along and my living won't be in vain. I actually used to have that, of course, my so, college so, so when I was an RA. <laughs> so in terms of... Yeah. You know, each one teach one. Right. Yes. In terms of being able to pull up ourselves and our community, we just have to work together to do it. Because sometimes doing it by yourself is could be such a hard journey. And then we also see, you know, that our community is suffering with mental illness as well, to where though it doesn't necessarily get addressed. And right. that could be such a, um, a lonely journey for someone to right. travel by themselves. So if we start building no. communities, we can address all of these things. We can address, we can meet the youth where they are. We can also empower them yeah. financially. We can also talk about health, um, health in terms of mental health, mm -hmm. in terms of yeah. physical health. Yeah. All, of, all of those things we can do as we build our community. No, definitely. And once we start pulling No, definitely, things, definitely, definitely. It will impact, like I said, for generations definitely. to come. And in I terms agree. of the church having, being at the forefront of that, I think that's very Essential. important. I agree. It's very important. Um, my niece dances, she does praise dances. So when we first opened the hall, we used to do concerts for her. And sometimes it was hard for pastors necessarily to schedule, to come out to a hall or event space mm -hmm. to kind of you know, right. encourage that. Yes, they would send their support and things of that nature. But if the community sees like how you go into the crib house or right. the community sees like, you know, I'm out at an event and my pastor's here, that's a and lot. It, it, it makes a difference. It, it, it makes a difference. It says a lot. And it speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. And we also have a prayer breakfast that we did, that we do every year. We call it the Power Rangers Prayer Breakfast. That's what's up. Because my mother is a prayer warrior. I support it. Okay. She was one of the heads of the prayer ministry in my church coming up. And she has her group of friends to where as though they, when they pray, you feel it. When they pray, things happen. Wow. So every year at the hall, we do a prayer breakfast. Wow. And we also, you know, we invite people from churches, we invite other pastors. And, you know, some pastors will come out. But like I said, it's kind of hard to get pastors to come outside of, of their church, church. Mm -hmm. and go into a space and not necessarily another church because you you know you'll go to a prayer right. breakfast at another church but will you go to a prayer breakfast at someone in someone's backyard but, but will you go to a prayer breakfast mm. in someone's mm -hmm. space wow. well i'll tell you this my church actually this saturday is actually stepping out of the church and going to the park mm. they're setting up the health fair 
the community outreach. They're giving out clothes. Whatever. They're praying people. Lincoln Center Park. Lincoln <coughs> Terrace. I'm sorry. Lincoln <laughs> Terrace Park across 189 where they start the Labor Day Parade. It's going to be there. So they're going to have games, face painting, all types of health uh, mammogram going on. So they're giving back in this form and looking at the whole person and making sure that, hey, your health come first. You know, um, mental, we're gonna have mental, mental health there. We're going to address the needs of the children as well, where they'll have fun playing games. And also, um, if anyone need prayer, we have prayer stations there as well, Amen. outside of the church. Yeah, it's important getting the information out because you do find that there are churches and there are ministers who are already doing these things. It's um, where can we put all of this information I, I, I in you, one central place? I have to add to something that you, you guys have heard of um, SOS. They're basically Save Our Street. 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 They're another yeah. good organization as well, too. They have um, a, uh, a portion where they have the, uh, the pastoral. Uh, it's, it's a pastoral staff as also part of that organization. But because of them, um, for like, I think, three years now, Albany Padres hasn't seen like one, one like shot. They've been going oh, wow. around praying with the priest and everything. Yeah, the priest and right. But they also like give like different alternatives to like a lot of the gang leaders, um, you know, getting jobs. And some um, of them that's incarcerated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I support. think that's what, yes. you know, I, I, think I, I think we just see, everything is that, I think we, I think we just need to continue just, you know, come together um, and just correlation and everything right. like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's amazing. Maybe having more summits or town halls. No, like, I agree. I would be open to hosting some at I'll, the I'll wall agree, yeah. for mm. where we can sit and, you know, and plan and build. No, definitely. It sounds like it sounds like we could all work together in the near Absolutely. future. Now that's a fact. Absolutely. Not even in the near future now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, so so to close out. Wow. Um, closing thoughts. What would you guys like to leave the people with? I go first. Okay, go ahead. Teachers matter. <laughs> Yo, Amen. 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 Teachers matter. Fact. And um, we need more people like you, um, doctor. We need more people like you because we need more people like the both of you guys. Now both of course. But I'm talking about from my experience, yeah, what I faced, experience. my personal experience. Um, we need more people like you. Um and uh, you're a teacher too, so we need more people like you as well too. So um it's very, very detrimental, you know, um, because teachers um can save a life and they need to treat them right. Yeah, I need six figures though. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. From your lips to God's ears. Yeah, yes, I'm keeping it real. Because y'all do it a lot, especially in Brooklyn. You understand? So, yeah, it's it's that real. Okay. Yeah. So my closing remark is um, I want the community to come out and collaborate with people. So let's just have fun in teaching and learning. Sunday, you're welcome to come to yeah, 3D Halls, 885 Lexington Avenue, between Brooklyn, New York, 11221, between Broadway and Patchen. And it's a family event. On Saturday, ALCC is having the health fair. You're welcome to come for it at Lincoln Terrace Park from 10 to 4, where you can come get prayer, you can get food, you can get clothes, you can have fun. Mm -hmm. um, also... 
and just making a difference. The goal is to open up a community center to make a difference. But it doesn't take a center. It just takes one individual to make that difference. Amen. So in someone's life, yes. Um, my takeaways from our conversation is community building right. and setting ourselves up for generations. Absolutely. So um, us being able to be healthy financially, physically, mentally, mm -hmm. spiritually, yeah. um, to just be overall just whole. Holistic, yes. Like the Bible talks about being whole, right? So that's, you know, my takeaway, community building so that we can become whole. And once again, if you need a space for an event, um, from 3D's Hall. We're located at 885 wow. Lexington Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11221. And if you also have a nonprofit organization and you would like to partner with us during the week to host community events, you can reach us, well, anyone can reach us at 646-760-9081 or 51. And I just want to thank our host. Yeah. For inviting us. Thank, thank you, you so much. So much. And I look forward to working with you guys in the future. Stillwater Art Community. That's the name of the organization. Stillwater Art Community. If you're interested, you could go on Eventbrite and go to Paint and Taste. Stillwater Art Community. I just want to thank you. You're welcome. I just want to thank my guests for coming on today. Um, I want to thank everybody for watching the show, everybody that's been supporting us since the very beginning, since last year. Um, I think we're over Amen. 56 episodes in already. Yeah. So shout out to everybody that's been watching. Shout out to Sanders for always being consistent, always being here with us. Um, shout out to everyone that's just been supporting the brand, supporting the name, helping us to get this far and helping us to grow. Um, if you want to donate, you can go to GoFundMe.com backslash the real word. Um, that's www.gofundme.com backslash the real word. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, www.youtube.com backslash C for channel backslash the real word TV. Again, that's youtube.com backslash C for channel backslash the real word TV. We'll also be on television um, Thursday at 4 o'clock, channel 69 if you have Optimum. I don't know the other channel, sorry, I only got Optimum. But I'll put the link in the description. <laughs> um, and thank you all for watching our episode. And we'll see you again next week live. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, close it out with a prayer center. Sorry. Father God, we thank you for your grace, love, and your mercy. We ask, Lord, that you may continue to be with us. And for those who are watching, that continue to be impacted and blessing your presence. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 So see you guys next week. Amen.